What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. It's a pleasure to welcome in uh, Karen Walsh to the show. Uh, Karen, very good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you were victorious with Thrilling Rogue in the 720-metre distance feature, so congratulations. You've obviously had a chance to get him home and, and, and look at him now. So how did he come through that win? Thanks, Mark. Yeah, no, he seems to have come through 100% at this stage. Look, it's a pretty impressive feat. Um, he'd had a break, then he had a, a 660-metre race on the 23rd of September, and then you beat a, a very, very good 720-metre distance field with quite a lot of depth. I know there was some drama in the race, but he jumped to the front and made his own luck. So um, were you expecting him to go as, as well as that on, on what, on paper, looked like a limited preparation? Uh, yeah, it was a very limited preparation. To be fair to him, um, he pulled a dew claw out and missed quite a lot of work. So I was a little bit nervous when he was rolling along in front there. You know, he's just wondering how long he could keep doing it for. Um, but he certainly didn't let us down. Oh, look, he certainly didn't. And I guess, um, looking back, he, he hasn't actually won a race since he won a heat of the, the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, but he helped to make that epic final where he pushed uh, no keeper to the limit to get up and win that. And I guess it's easy to forget just how good this dog is, or, or maybe that's just me, Karen, I forgot how good he was. Um, and do you think uh, that from here now that he can kick on and, and fulfil the potential that he's got? Yeah, I absolutely do believe he can. Uh, I do think he's a very good dog. Um, I think the problem is there's not consistent 700 metre racing and I think that's his goal uh, where he has those 600 metre starts are generally all very close to the bend and they all jam up and there's you know skirmish he needs to be able to sort of have that longer run to the first turn so he can scamper along a bit and get a bit of a break you know um, but yeah. yeah if he could get some more 700 metre racing I think he'd be far more consistent. Well there's the New Zealand Stars Cup coming up as, as part of the New Zealand Cup Carnival Karen, are you prepared to travel him that far? Um, we've had a minor discussion before um, Friday's race and we just thought we'd wait and see how he went. So I've got to sit down now with Gary and um, just decide whether or not we want to go down there and, you know, it's a long way. He is a particularly good traveller, but it's still a long way for me. I'm not that good of a traveller. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> we'll have that discussion, no doubt, this week. Indeed, um, could you could you get someone like uh, like Jamie Pruden or or, or uh, Sophie Whitaker to, to do some travelling for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Look, they're they're a million dollars. They're such a fantastic help to me. Um, I'm sure they'd both jump at the chance to get in the car with them. Uh, but I must say that staying is the one thing I do love. So you know, whenever there's a 700 metre race, it's the time I try and turn up to the track. And Karen, um, just on that, you don't seem to be training quite as many dogs these days and Jomi and Sophie are getting a, a small team together and we'll talk about that in a moment, but uh, are you just concentrating on the, on the, the stayers, the stronger dogs at the moment, or, or, or where are you at in your, um, your lengthy and, and um, distinguished career as a, as a greyhound trainer? 
Yeah, I think um, I yeah did get to the point where I did want to cut down now and just sort of enjoy life a little bit. You know, they are they are a huge tie, but I I do love them and I you know I'd never give them up. I don't think. Um, but yeah, staying races is where my passion is, and I'm lucky enough that Gary and Linda feel the same way. So you know they're quite happy for me to take a smaller team and just try and concentrate on maybe breeding a few stayers and you know have a crack at having you know a little a good team of stayers to chase those bigger races especially the collar yeah that'll be terrific Karen because obviously we are lacking in in numbers and in depth in the staying ranks even just getting um, middle distance races at the moment seems to be um, to be quite a quite a trap so are you um are you looking closely at, at bloodlines at the moment to, to give yourself the, the the best chance to get some strength yeah absolutely we um, had a really big um, clean out of the kennels, mainly just to drop the numbers down fairly rapidly and we retired a lot of our brood bitches um, not due to the quality of them but uh, just to try and sort of concentrate on the stayers and now the couple of brood bitches we've got left now are sort of proven stayers but also have really good bloodlines for that so that's what we're sort of trying to make our goal now is to see how good of a stayer we can breed Have you got uh, any uh, litters that are close or some that are being born or some that you're planning to mate very shortly um, how, how long are we sort of looking in terms of uh, looking ahead to to uh, some more stars on your property um, we're quite early on at this stage um, thrilling Nina has a litter on the ground that are about six months but um, we're waiting very impatiently for the other girls to come in season so um, yeah, it's a bit of a process, but we'll, you know, possibly look at buying a couple of staying pups just to fill that void a little bit, just to get a bit of a head start on it as well. And just tell us a wee bit about what it's sort of like training a stayer as opposed to a middle distance dog or a sprinter. Is it is it harder? What do they, what do they require um, compared to those other sort of dogs? Yeah, I do believe it's far more challenging. You do have to do the work. You, you know, you can't you can't sort of um, take any shortcuts or just turn up to the races on race day and cross your fingers like you can, you know, with your sprinters. So I think that's why I love it the most, just the challenge in it, the extra work and effort you have to put in um, really pays off, and, yeah, that's what I like. Well, Dan's had a good week with his sprinters, Karen, so it'd be uh, nice to see him actually uh, do a bit of work and see if he can get himself a star. He might have one in Grand View Ace in time, let's hope. Um, Karen, just uh, back to uh, we mentioned earlier, Jamie Pruden and, and Sophie Whitaker, and, and now they've, they've produced two dogs to win six from six so far to start out their uh, their training uh, partnership. And the other dog that you brought down with Rogue on Friday was Thrilling Brody, and, and you ran second to, to Thrilling Helly. And I don't know, was there any any banter in the in the van on the way home? Oh, look, it was an extremely long drive home, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, luckily Jamie shouted me dinner, so that made up for it. Uh, no, they've, wow, they've you... got four dogs. <laughs> they've got four dogs between them, and I do think that you haven't seen the best ones yet. So I've got, you know, they should have a big year, really. Well, Very right. exciting for them. Uh, I don't... Yeah, it, it is. So we've seen Thrilling Halley 4 from 4, we've seen Thrilling Rush 2 from 2. Um, are you able to tell us the others that we should be looking out for? Well, yeah, they're not all named yet, so... You know, they're okay. coming through quite quite quickly now, so it shouldn't be too far away before they're looking at getting them named and qualified and on the track. So they won't be far away. Keep an eye out. 
Great. Well, Karen, um, we, we've sort of called you the uh, the strike rate uh, queen, but um, uh, obviously uh, it was a great uh, battle between you and, and Sammy Phillips, just qualified with the 50 starters and managed to nudge you out marginally in the last season. But, uh, gee, the way Jamie and, and Sophie are going, the, the, the bar could be quite high. Oh, yeah, I think they're going to give us whipping somehow, the way they're going. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, all jokes aside, they're doing a fantastic job. They've got some really nice stock to start with, and, you know, um, they are obviously very lucky that Gary's given them such a great start, but they're doing the hard work and it's paying off. Excellent. Um, Karen, did want to ask you about Thrilling Fern, because she was nominated for a 660 at two not so long ago, and um, and she was uh, withdrawn from that assignment. She hasn't started since August the 11th, and she's a real talent beyond 600 metres. So where's she at? Um, she is back in work again now. She had, in her last start at Cambridge, she pulled a muscle, um, so she was off for quite a while, and I thought I had her just about ready to go again, um, and she just gave it a bit of a strain again, so that just gave us a little setback. But, um, yeah, she's, she's just about ready to trial now, so she shouldn't be too far away. Excellent. Uh, Karen, really appreciate your time this morning and your insight, and, um, look, uh, we'd love to see you down in Christchurch with, with Thrilling Rogue and maybe something else as well, but, look, we shall see. All the best to you and to Gary Harding as you as you plot the course ahead. Thank you very much for that, Mark. Appreciate it. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.